uh, if we could all be like this. No, I'm kidding. I know, dude. Right? I'm teasing. How you doing? I gotta wake up earlier. I'm good though. How are you? Just uh, rocking and rolling on a Monday, man. Yeah, dude. My favorite day of the week. It really is. I mean, it's mine too. It brings us back to like what we're here to do, you know? I know. And then people that are really surprised that we work on weekends and I'm like, I, I'm in two different kinds of businesses. One is a weekend business. So I don't know. People expect certain things, I guess, out of normal society these days. You know, it's interesting, man. Um, I was, um, I've been reading this book, right, called The Wealthy Gardener. Dev talks about it because it's one of the things that got him starting to think about the harvest, like creating it originally. So I'm listening to him talk about it. And finally, I just pick it up and I start reading it. And in there, one of the core things that he talks about is how in order to really get what you want, you, you have to like be able to sacrifice the time and do it. So like exactly what you just said, man working on the weekends, putting in those extra hours, doing like those extra things. That's what creates that separation so that you can get whatever the hell it is that you want, whether it's financial, whether it's time, like whatever that looks like. And it's, um, I don't know. It's an important thing. Yeah. I mean, the, I always joke, there's a whole bunch of these guys on <clears throat> Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever they're like, you have to be completely like working all the time, doing all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that at 23 and I have no kids and no family, and no commitments or anything. You can't, obviously, with the kiddos and all that. Um, but um, Aunt Mongaluzo, who runs PCS, giant IT company, yep. you know, his whole thing, he did an interview a couple of weeks ago was, yeah, I can work just that couple extra hours after five o'clock, like five to eight or five to seven is going to put you light years ahead of everybody else. And it's just three hours a day, two or three hours a day. And you're still a normal human and you can have somewhat of a schedule because we do like schedules as human beings and then still execute on things because you know shit's going to happen on Saturday and Sunday. And then right after when you're supposed to be when everybody clocks out for the day, that's when the best problems happen. And when everyone clocks out and they're gone, that's where you can really just put your head down and get a lot of stuff done. Right. My favorite time of the day. Nobody calls you. Nobody yep. bothers you. <clears throat> or think, put your phone in airplane mode. That's too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And think think about it. Like putting like two to three, <clears throat> at, like just do two hours because, you know, it's an, I'm an easy math kind of guy. Like two hours, five days a week. That's an extra over one extra day a week that you're working over the competition. And to do that over a long period of time, it's fantastic. Yeah. So it. this is the whole thing, and I always wait till people ask, but you'll get it for free because I like you. Um, we're hot. We're rolling. This is spontaneous it. combustion. It's very <laughs> Joe Rogan-esque. We're just hanging. Um, everybody who's going to see this already knows who you are, but for those who don't, just tell me who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Jeff Harris. I own uh, JMJB Merchant Solutions. Um I'm a credit card processing broker, so uh, businesses need options in terms of how they get paid. Um, and I provide those options. Um, and the insurance industry said no. So that's why he's doing credit card brokering. <laughs> Correct. And I'm not as creative to do what Dave does. So otherwise, uh, yeah, no. But um, that's what that's what I do. I've been doing it since 2005 for you know a bunch of different, for two, primarily for two different companies um, as a, um, what's the term they use in insurance when you're working for one? It's a captive agent as a captive type of processor. 
then realize that that doesn't serve the market as well as I'd like to. So that's uh, who I am, what I do. I'm, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a friend, I'm a, um, a, a colleague. Like I just, I just, I'm a, I'm a dude. Yeah. Jeff's one of those guys you want in your corner when you randomly have this problem with any kind of business and you're like, who's the one guy that knows a lot about this one thing. He's your first phone call. Um, so Jeff, tell me why I, I want to actually know this too. Why did you get into this business in the first place before (laughs) let's talk through the career part. And then everybody who's an entrepreneur, I always ask when the Steve Harvey moment happened and you jumped off the cliff. So let's start it the career path? Um, so the first thing I'm going to do, because my Zoom isn't set up, is just change my name under my screen. Um, the second thing I'm going to do is answer your question. There you go. Uh, so when I graduated from, uh, so I went to Penn State and, and I graduated in 2005. And when I graduated, I was a supply chain person. That was my major. And I was super intrigued by that concept, like raw material to end user. And I was interviewing with two companies primarily. One was the first company I ended up working for. And the second one was a company that um, it was like a a home builder. And it would have been a nationwide home builder. It would have been six months in um, different places, four times. So a leadership program. The first six months would have happened to be in New Orleans, which I thought would have been awesome. Um, And this is just a little side note, Dave, into how the world works. That was in 2005. I graduated in May of 2005, and I would have started in June of 2005. And in that six-month period, Katrina hit New Orleans. Hmm. So it's just wild. And that had, it's just, I had no no impact on why. Like, I had made the decision to join the company that was closer to home so I could stay in the Philadelphia market. And that, um, it, it's just amazing to me how things Quantum happen. Quantum physics is very strange. Yeah, it's yeah. it's incredible. And And like, maybe we can spend a whole other one doing this type of, of conversation, right? Oh yeah. The spiritual stuff. Um, yeah. I love it. Um, so, uh, anyways, I ended up working for a company that sold, um, like business management software into the health and fitness market, really with a primary focus on martial arts schools. And the way that it worked is if you wanted my, um, business management software, you got my billing engine and payments that came along with it. So I kind of stumbled into the space. Um, and I did a variety of things for that company. And, um, you know, I ran, um, I was in operations. I did implementation and support and sales and ran sales and um, found myself in product management, which I had no place being in. That is not my skill set. God bless anyone that that is a PM and, and, and works on that side of the fence. But um, and that was my foray into the company. Um, in 2015, ended up getting let go and um, in a round of layoffs and went to work for a big credit card processor out there, just pulling doors, boots on the streets. And um, that's when I realized that I love that. I love like going and like making friends and making sales and, and just building. Um, I didn't really grasp at the time, but that's where that's where I learned that I actually love doing those things. Um and we've had to do it in a much different way over the last two years than I had primarily than I had done it with that company because of the environment we're in. But it's all about building and making contacts and making friends and 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 really finding where you can help people. So I hope that that answers. Your well, question. yeah, you were reading the teleprompter. Uh, yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, I've said this once or twice before, right? So, a couple times, right? Yeah. But no, and then we share another strange, very, very, very cool, minute classification that we technically both do business with our moms 
Yes. Um, me on the catering side, which is the other side of the business. I have to have somebody interview me on the reverse side for the catering let, company. Let me know. I got you. Um, but when, well, let's back up first. When I'm sure your mom was a big proponent of helping you get over the line and you were married at the time. So your wife and you're talking through all this stuff. But what was her reaction when you came home and then you're like, yeah, that's gone and I'm going to do my own thing. So her reaction was, you're going to be fine. And that's her rea- been her reaction through any adversity I've had in my life. I love it. You're going to be fine. Um, and that's been the mindset that I've always had. No matter what I face, no matter what shit's thrown in front of you, no matter how hard or how challenging something is, I'm going to be fine. And by the I'm way, sure your mom's the same way. Yeah. And by the way, anyone else that's listening to this, like you're going to be fine too. Like life is hard. Just get used to it. Jump so, off the cliff, man. We yeah, got you. We're all wait. Right. We're all at the bottom of it. Well, we're, some of us are still falling. Some people are at the bottom hanging out. There's a really cool party at the very, very, very bottom. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's, I, and then it's time and freedom. That's yeah, the man. ultimate goal. I don't know about what yours is. Money's great. Uh, stock market's not at the moment. It's going to start really getting bad soon. But the ultimate thing is like, I want to drop everything. And for you, like, hey, I want to take all my kids to basketball practice or I'm going to go do the thing. Yep. You can just go. Like I, the- I called to go hunting the other day, grab my bag, grab my gun. I'm out. See ya. Going hunting so- and on like a Thursday afternoon with a bunch so- of retired cops. So you'll, you'll have to take me one day, man. I've never gone hunting before. Yeah. Um, just never done it, but I don't, I'd love to check it. I'd love to, I'm, oh, always good to, I'm always going to try some, to try something, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, you ha- you can't really reach that top unless you experience that bottom. Um, and you know, that was the big mindset. Just, you're going to be fine, man. Um, so, uh, my mom was doing something she wasn't in love with and she, was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And we had a conversation. She's like, I'd love to help you grow the business. I said, I'd love you to help me grow the business. And now we're growing the business. And um, what happened next? That's 20, like 15 ish, right? No, so no. We get to now? No. All right. So that's, so we've only been working together recently, me and my mom. So, go. so I started the company in 2020. So prior to that, I was working for the other one. Um, she came on board last year. So right now it's 2022. She came on board, um, a couple months back. And that's when she said to herself, she didn't love what she was doing. And she decided that she wanted to, um, she wanted, and that's what we decided. Like, Hey, let's, why not? Let's, let's do this together. And who better? Like you've talked to a bunch of people in my industry, man. Like this is very service driven, right? Like people, you're just like a title company. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people actually are way more like title companies than they think. You all do the same stuff, but who does it? Who's the guy when you pick up the phone and call? Who's going to pick up first? Correct. And always be there to help you. Yeah, and that's what it comes down to, man. Like that's that's what you need. Um, And who better like to help grow the company than someone else that has that same service mindset and same value set? Like the person that taught me mine. It was it was a good fit. That's and, awesome. I, I, and what about you, man? Like, what's been your experience working with your mom? Like, we don't have to get. Uh, yeah, no. Cold, well, but, my, but, the whole thing with that, I was too young. I'm 23 now and it's 2022. So I wasn't, and the Spartan wasn't where it was at at the time. So I was still in the middle of like, maybe I'll go be a cop, maybe, which 
thankful to all of those guys. And I spend a lot of time shooting the shit with a lot of different levels of law enforcement. Very glad I didn't choose that life. I wouldn't be able to control myself. Um, Still great to shoot rounds with them down the range and stuff and have a good time. But they got a lot more balls than me. So we're in that like 17, 18 time frame age-wise, just graduating high school. We get a phone call saying, you know, my parents did catering in the 90s. And they're like, you want to run a catering hall out of um, Oak Valley Firehouse, which is indifferent. We're like, sure, why not? Um, we did some renovations, did a couple things. And I wasn't around for all that because I was in school and playing music and doing a whole bunch of shit. And then, bang, we got a catering company in like May of 17. And then it's like, all right, you want to learn how to do all this? I'm like, sure, why not? Um learn how to do all that. And then now just kind of keep my IT side of my brain alive and fix some things when they break down there and make sure everything runs smoothly as an operations guy, just kind of like yourself. I'm on the MIS side though, in terms of uh, whatever they call that now, professional education. Um, We fix shit that breaks. That's what everybody does. But yeah, no, it's really cool because they've always been in your corner in terms of like your mom, your number one supporter, but mine being a state trooper is going to be like, yo, that's a really fucking bad idea. And you probably shouldn't do that. Like out the get go. And you're like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You're supposed to be like, no, that's awesome. Just do that. But then they don't want to see you put just example, a 25 grand into something cash. And then two months later, you're down another 50. So they already can kind of, they're not business people sometimes. Sometimes it's like, holy shit, you know what you're talking about. But for some reason, there's something they can see there where sometimes it's like, yeah, I'll go let you learn that. But the other times it's like, yo, let me, nobody's, you're not going to listen to anybody else but me. You should stop doing this because it's not going to be mentally healthy for you. And I think that's the biggest thing Um, because she has physically seen uh, what mental unhappiness looks like domestics, the whole Anything bad on the news, she's seen in real life. So to not have any of that occur uh, has really been a blessing. But any mom, man, they're going to look out for their cubs. It's how it works. It's nature. Of course. And there's a certain level of intuition, right, where they they sense like, all right, something's not right here. And they know the um, best, the most about you. Like, correct. what's wrong with you? Nothing. Yeah, what what is wrong with you? Correct, you're full of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not getting past any bullshit nope. with that. But in all, the man. business world, if you translate that, the accountability is relentless. It's great, especially with you. I don't know what, what exactly she's doing for you, but I could assume it's kind of just the everything card because yeah, it's, it's, moms are just kind of good at that. It's, yeah, it's a it's a ton. So it's a ton of business development initially. Um, and as she continues to, you know, listen, I, I've been doing this for fifth, you know, six, 17 years almost. Yeah. Jeez. Like you learn a lot of shit by doing um, yeah. that isn't in like a book to read. So as she's learning a lot of the stuff, um, she's focusing on business development now. But, you know, that we'll see how, how that continues to grow over time. And for you, business development is different for everyone. Mm-hmm. How do you define business development for what you do? Yeah, so business development is bringing opportunity to the table. So initially, it's it's going out and networking or calling, whatever that looks like, um, bringing opportunity to the table where there's a need or a conversation that needs to be had. 
And then we would do the, we'll do like, initially we're doing those together. We've got our first couple deals closed, which has been fantastic, but we're doing those together again, as she's continuing to learn the process and learn how it works. Like I don't, because I'm not working for one company who offers one set of products or services, we need to have like a really broad approach to having a conversation with someone. Cause I work with nine credit card processors and some of them have a bunch of different tech and a bunch of different things, like, like gateways, a bunch of different technology that connects their customers to the business. So you can't just make a flailing recommendation. You need to ask the right questions and, and understand what those questions are and then which of the platforms fits best with that particular business. So bring them to the table. Let's have a conversation and then we can um, co-create together. That's awesome. And then obviously yeah. through the sales, as you have, you, you learn most of everything else about the business and then you get the whole rounded structure. 100%. And in that process, and like this is something that um, some people do really well, others don't, and some just don't do it at all. But you know, as you're going through that and you're learning about the business and you're, you, know, you have those touch points where you're having the meeting, you get them signed up. It's usually not a one-call close. It's usually a two or three-call close for the most part. Um, your one call closed, you build that rapport, that trust, the two, it's, it's closed. And then you have to come back and typically set them up and get them started. That's part of our, our process is, is being, the, we don't just ship them the machine and say, plug it in, figure it out. Yeah. We come in, we handle it for them. We get it set up for them. We run trip tests for them. So they know how it works. We help them with their PCI questionnaire. Cause that's like the biggest pain in, in the ass for most businesses is like this questionnaire that they're being charged for, but they don't know how to do it. So we do that on site with them when they get started. Um, but while we're building that rapport, we can find out what other pain they have. Like, listen, we're happy to help here, but like, what else is going on? Like, can we connect you with anyone that can help you with the business? Right. And that could be opportunity for someone like yourself. It could be opportunity for people who, you know, need issues in payroll, whatever that is. Right. It could be like, you know what? I need a commercial HVAC person because our heater just went right. But it's, it's listening and finding out what they need and then being that resource for them. And also that at the same time, you're being that resource for your network. Which is so only a South Jersey thing because we're the only guys who are allowed to have guys. Right. Correct. <laughs> and by the way, like I'm on the other side of the river, but like, you know, we got a guy. That's so. the thing. Yeah. That's a, well, but that's a thing like outside of our little area. Not a thing. Nobody networks like this little tri-state. I've never seen it because even when like I'm going to Key West again, but I went before you're talking to people and it's like, God, what do you do? Blah, 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 blah. And um, I'm like, hey, you must know a lot of people in X industry. No, not really. I'm like, what? Me, you give me like, what do you, I could build a whole company out of all the people that we know probably together. And you've got every department covered of like a Fortune 100 company. No problem. And you only need like one person. (laughs) That's it. At the well, caliber some, of people. I was going to say at the caliber, especially people that we know and, and the work ethic and how we, how we go to work. Like, yeah, yeah you, you probably need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you could set it up. I'd be crazy to see if you put all the people that just your top 10, like your top 10 most referred people in a room and said, make a billion dollar business idea. I'm sure you could figure it out pretty easy. You, you have any of them that you're thinking about? Crazy ideas? Mm-hmm. Uh, any crazy ideas or any crazy people that I'd love to have ideas with? Uh, crazy ideas that you've come up with. Um, so yes and no. Um, I won't say it's a crazy idea, but it's a small idea of something. Um, and I don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet because, and it's not like a big grandiose thing, Gabe, when you see it, you'll be like, okay, I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but I'm having a conversation this week with, um, with a friend of mine who, 
you know, you, you ever like think about doing something and then you don't take action on it and you see someone else do something similar and you're like, shit, I should have did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that happened to me in October. Oh, right. Yeah. And now it's been a lot of conversation, things leading up to something else. And it's, again, it's not like a big thing. It's not um, anything wild, but it's just something that I thought like I, I can get behind and get kind of passionate about and get excited doing along with everything else. Um, so ha- having a couple more conversations to wrap up um, because it, it just, it was just a pain. It was just a, it was an annoyance. So something there. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm doing some collaboration with my friend, Dave Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and just pumped about some things that we have going on that stem through through the harvest and through the group where, where you and I were connected. Yeah, staffing company and all that stuff. Yeah, and man, walk people cool through the harvest for those who might not know and just kind of not so much a promo, but just the general idea of what that group's designed to do. Yeah. So I know you're big into it. I'm yeah, not as so, big into it as you are, but no, that's listen, everyone everyone take like the nice thing about it is everyone takes what they feel is going to benefit them from it. And that's the purpose. So um, the whole concept of the harvest is to improve yourself, simply put. And we are all human beings and we all fall off the beaten, fall off the path. We all, you know, get unhealthy, maybe slack a little bit here, maybe make some bad decisions there. And when you can get around a group of people that want to continue to push you to be better, to be your best version of you, that's what the harvest is. It's improving your mind improving your body and improving your business, right? And improving your family, improving the things in your life that you want to improve. Um, So, you know, there's some folks that are, um, you know, just in it because they want to be around other like-minded folks. There's probably a bunch of people in there just because they have a bunch of FOMO when they see people they know, truth be told. Um, And there's some people in there that are really taking action and, and crushing it, man. And, you know, you're seeing some crazy results from a, a business standpoint, from a health standpoint, from a relationship standpoint, who knows what's going on up here. I can tell you, like, I've had a complete transformation in my mind. Right. And that's one of the things you and I connected about after your breakfast with one of our friends a couple of weeks ago, like there's just been a lot of positive changes that have come from it. So, um, you know, it's a coaching community. And when, when were you your best if you were an athlete or a musician or anything where you had someone that you were, that was leading, that was likely a chance, a time where you were at your best when you were being coached on improving. We should all have something like that in our lives in some capacity, whether this is right for you, I don't know, but for everyone should have something. Yeah. I think of <clears throat> when you mentioned that, it's actually a good point. Um, I was professionally coached. I would call it more of a private instructor for music for most of my career when I did that from like eight to 20. Um, and you know, years, when you sit, when you sit in some of the best in the, your age groups and you sit in some of the best ensembles and you're sitting in the first chair spot and you're the guy or the gal for the most part. Um, yeah, it, hit, it doesn't really hit you until hindsight kicks in and you're like, yeah, if he wasn't pushing me or she wasn't t- telling me this, or if I didn't know exactly what to do in an audition or I didn't know exactly how this is supposed to work, I wouldn't be where I'm at. <clears throat> so you take that out of the sports music world, put it into business, and now you're at, man, I have half a million dollar problems. 65 people have already had half a million dollar problems, and here's how they solved all of them. Now I have million dollar problems. They were there. Now they're here. Same problems. Excuse me. Same solutions. Holy shit. 
It doesn't get much easier than that. And you're just bouncing ideas off of each other, which is really what I think it was designed to do on the principle. And then, you know, business inflicts into every category of life. But I'm very happy of what it's turned into. It should be uh, it should be pretty good. Yeah, man. So. It's been it's been listen, you and I were connected through there, right? Which is which is turned into yeah. a pretty cool friendship, which is is awesome. You know, and a little bit I, tighter with a couple other people too. Um, yeah. I think of Justin, uh Tim Jennings, all those guys. Totally. Mm-hmm. A, a whole slew of them. Um I agree wholeheartedly. And it's funny, I remember when Devin like first told me about it. I thought to myself, you know what? I don't have anything like from a personal development standpoint in my life. Like I'm going to do this. Like it was just a really quick no brainer. So I, you know, signed up, did my video, like just got it done really fast. But when I look back on, it, I think the reason I did it was for collaboration. You know, I want to be around other people. Cause when you're in a room with a bunch of folks that um, just want to continue to push, like some crazy shit can happen. Well, luckily you're a human and you, you crave interaction. Correct. <laughs> Which is Correct. good. Some Correct. people don't. I'm one of them. Sometimes that's my other half of my brain as a Scorpio. Yep. Sometimes I am all out. Like, like you'll see me on Tuesday. I'll be all Mister Networking. Yep. And then sometimes I just want to be like, like let me just work and do my thing and be Dave and <clears throat> just shut me in a room and put my three screens in front of me and let me do my thing and just work. It's very polarizing. But you need, I think, a healthy balance of both of those. Because if not, especially you, I don't know if you have employees yet, or I know you're your mom, but like yep. any paid guys, sometimes they, they don't have as much passion as we do. I don't care how much you write them for as a check. They just don't care as much. It's funny, man. So as I think about where the business is heading and how we're going to scale it, we're entering into that mode at, at this time and hearing over the last year, year and a half, what all these other folks that have had businesses with a ton of employees for five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years have gone through has been so valuable to just hear these things mm. and just store them away, store them away, store them away. You know, in the past I've, I've managed teams, right. When I was working for someone else, yeah, but it's different because I know I didn't have that same passion as the founders of the company. I wanted to do yeah, right. I wanted shoes. to grow. I want, yeah. I, so, so I, I, I can appreciate that and I can appreciate what motivated me and what I saw motivate people that worked for me. And you just hope that you're able to find those things that can help push them to the best that they can be. And if they're not the best that they can be, or, or if their best isn't what you want or what you need, then maybe they're not on the right bus. Yeah. And the problem with our industry specifically, I'm I'm sure the same could be kind of said about you. I might have a three to five year turnaround rate max. Our world changes like this. They want to work with a big company. Now they want to work with a small company. Now they want to do startup stuff, but then they don't want to get startup paychecks. Because is this? So it's just very interesting to see how the working landscape will change. And I very ironically, you know about this, we can access world talent now with this all remote work. Everyone's from New Jersey for our company, for Spartan, which is just kind of funny. But how do you see it going into, you know, you have, you're a kind of guy, I know he's got the five-year plan already written out and he's probably seeing the 10. What does that look like for you? So I think 
the five-year plan is going to be really interesting because we're moving into a technology-dominated society around payments. We're already there. Yeah. Well, it's funny. government tracking we're, device, government tracking device, government no, totally. tracking device. But when when I but when I say that um, specifically in our industry, you used to be able to like have a credit card machine and put it somewhere, and they would use that to run payments. Now everything's tied into ERP systems, point of sale yeah. systems, tons of e-commerce, right? And then we have the blockchain, mm. which is a complete new beast. Yeah, let's just put a wrench in it. Yeah. So like. So at that point, and the whole purpose of, of the blockchain is essentially to remove the middleman, right? In all transactions, right? And that's what we are. Yeah. So I don't see the blockchain completely taking over the world. I feel like the banks and the government will not allow that um, yeah. just because it's terrifying for them. They've already <laughs> gotten to it as well. Per- yeah, correct. And you're already seeing Visa inve- investing in different crypto in different cryptocurrencies. And um, these things are going to be integrated, not replacing one another. So long story short, um, the way I see this building out is through the agent model, right? And whether that agent model is going to be through individual agents or through channel partners or through organizations that want to resell, that's going to be the way to build this company out the way that I see fit. Um, And that's in process now, which I had mentioned in terms of when we're looking at, um, when we were talking about before about employees and what other folks had experienced. a lot of it has been me listening to what folks had done with 1099 employees, right? With what folks had done with channel partnerships and seeing what's being approached to me in terms of channel partnerships and how that's operating, taking what I like, what I don't like, um, making modifications so that um, as we continue to, to, to bring folks on in these capacities, uh, it's one, going to be a good experience for the client. Two, it's going to uphold the brand. And three, it's going to be motivational for the person that is or the company that's coming on board as that channel partner or as that agent to want to build. Very cool. And going back to kind of where we spend our time, I know you're in the harvest. Mm -hmm. For you, where else is a valuable place to spend your time? So um, great question, man. Um, I've found that um, I've had really good success with the South Jersey Chamber of Commerce. So really? CCSNJ. Yep. Not too big for you? Not to um, be offensive, but you know, not they're at all. pretty politically Fantas- involved. Fantastic. There. Fantastic. And, and the reason why, Dave, is because of the number of people and the willingness. Like, I've gone in with the mentality of who can I introduce you to and help, right? Mm. And that and, breathes off of your face yeah. instead of... What can I sell you? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Because I'm not the fit. Uh, listen, even though I have a, nine <laughs> processors that I work with, I'm still not a fit for everyone. And there are times where I will make a recommendation for someone that's not me. And I'm happy to help them execute as long as they can. But there's a point in time where like, I, I have to pull myself away because I'm, I don't know the ins, that, ins and outs. I can just lead you there and then you have to do the rest yourself. But to, make, to step back to where we were talking before... Um, that chamber has been really great in terms of opening up, um, conversation with a number of different folks. And I've become an ambassador with that chamber, which has provided a level of visibility with companies. That's what you got to do with those chambers too. Well, and also working for one for a while. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, man, like if you're just, you know, I've been approached by a, a whole slew of different chambers. There's a couple others that I'm, I'm, I'm looking at. My only concern is that I'm not going to be able to put the time in where it's going to be worthwhile. Chambers and that's a my three year commitment. 
Yeah, well, mm-hmm. correct. A minimum. And to, and to have a three-year commitment for a variety of chambers that are all, you know, a period of, uh, you know, 45-hour-long drive away from where I live is a, can be a challenge. But I see what some of them are doing and the impact they're having in the community where I have a, a, a nice client base. And those are the things that I want to continue to, to, to see what I can do to help there. So um, I think that looking at chambers could potentially be a really nice thing um, to, uh, to look at in terms of what other folks would, or would do. But for me, that's one place I spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then through the harvest, through the chamber, um, through, you know, one or two other groups that I'm a part of, um, I really want to spend my time one, doing one-to-ones, doing vertical meetings, having conversation and building relationships. That's that where, indirectly supports not even just your business, but then you're the guy that has referred six jobs to me, six jobs to Justin, six jobs to Brian Levins. And then you're now like, damn, we got to get Jeff some phone calls back because it's not being rude about it, but it's almost like you're just the, the law of the scale of justice. is just like Jeff, 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 Jeff. And then, Oh my God, we got to even that back out, give him some phone calls, give him some phone calls and then bang. But it's not even a, you're, and you're not doing it because your mental's not, you're living above your own mental. You're just doing it because it's what you do. But then indirectly, subconsciously, quantum physics brings all that back together. And now you're reciproc- You're receiving the own benefits of what you do without even thinking about it. And how it long is. does an email take? 30 seconds? You probably got to yeah. copy paste. I have mine copy pasted for intros. Yo, this guy sucks. So do you. Talk to each other. Figure it out. Yeah, and hopefully you can both get better and, <laughs> yeah. and not be as shitty. And both not suck, yeah. Um, yeah, well, and, and you're spot on, right? Like, you can go and, you know, the, the reason why you want to make introductions for people is because you want to help them. So my reason for making introductions is I want to help them, right? So I'll come across someone and, and they have something that I'm like, you know what, man, like, this would be great for, like, this would be someone that Dave needs to know, right? Or this would be someone that so-and-so needs to know. It may not be direct business. It might be like a really good center of influence that is talking to the exact same market as that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are okay too, right? Not yeah. everything is going to be the unicorn where it's like, hey, this person is looking for digital marketing and they want to talk to you and, and yeah. buy from you, right? This oh, happens. I've sent I, a lot of guys. We got, correct. you know, uh, just guys in Harvest and then guys up in North Jersey that, yeah, you can't work with us. Call these guys. They do. It's the same, it's the yep. same stuff, just a different delivery method. So hundred percent. So as long as you're out looking to help and looking to just uh, that's it, just looking to help people. Um, I, I think that law of reciprocity comes back to you, you know, tenfold. Call it karma. Call it whatever you will. Do right by others, and that's going to come right back to you. If you're going to go into it and do it as a me, me, me mentality, then like watch it crash and burn really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been people that have come into my life and have asked for introductions that I made them. And then I'd reach back out to them to get some more time scheduled to continue to build the relationship. And it's dead silence. It's nothing. They're all of a sudden nowhere to be found. And they just came in looking to grab some introductions and move on with their lives. They have no introdu- interest in building a relationship or building rapport with people. Well, well guess what? There's a mental checkbox next to that person's name. And when they come back and do show back up, that person, I'll certainly talk to them, but I would never put them in front of my network or a client yeah. because of who they've shown themselves to be. And it's a direct representation of you, too, because yeah, it's if you're making the referral, it's really it's kind of like giving your word and saying, yo, this yep. he's my friend. I trust him. 
And this is who I think you should potentially do business with. And depending on what kind of person we're referring, we're talking hundreds of dollars a month or tens of thousands of dollars a month yep. of money going around. And that really, depending on the size of the business, really impacts some people, especially if they don't do a good job. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It comes yeah. back to you and that makes you not look great. Yeah. And then you your, your cat, your connection capital goes down. Yeah, man. People ask me, um, it's funny. They'll be like, we'll be on a one-to-one and or a vertical meeting, whatever you want to call it. And they'll be like, so Jeff, who do you want to be? Right. And my answer is the same because who do I, I mean, obviously we all want to be introduced to people that need our, our services, yeah. right. That we're growing businesses. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. But, but what I want is I want to meet good people so when I say good people, I mean kind-hearted, you know, no assholes, no jerks. I just I don't I don't want those people in my in my life. So kind-hearted, good people, like good humans, who are good at what they do. They just need to be able to execute on whatever it is that they do professionally. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't refer them. Yeah. So that's really my criteria, and I've built what I would consider a fantastic network of people that fit exactly that criteria. Good people who are good at what they do. Yeah, and I think of guys like um, Kevin, the Duke, yep. and those kind of people that stand out in their respective fields. I know a couple people who do like the credit card stuff, yeah. and it's like, man, you are stale. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you do is really boring in that in the regard of it's a little piece of plastic. This is my Landry's one. It's a little piece of plastic that goes in a thing, and it just makes a noise. And bang, you get like two dollars. But how people can use that and they don't understand where there's the margins of the margins of the margins in that little like three dollars is insane. I mean, the way we talked about it for one of my potential clients. Yep. You're like, yo, if he's doing X, the Y is like this. And I'm like, no fucking way. Because you the number that doesn't look real, some of this stuff. Um and the middleman's need it so that when something breaks or when shit doesn't work right, it's just like having IT on call. You got to have somebody on call who knows the, who can literally picture it in their head and be like, oh, yeah, did you try this, 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 and this? Because you're, when people still call me to fix their computers, like my entire family, um, uh, you have to imagine it off button, in your head. Off. Yeah. yeah. You have to imagine it in your head. And that's, 100%. it's the hardest thing to be able to do, but you know, you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. No. And thanks, man. I appreciate it. It's really kind. Um, but yeah. it's, it's, it's true. Like think about like a busy restaurant or like a busy retail store. Right. And it's Saturday night and all of a sudden there's some sort of glitch or some sort of hiccup. And mm. like, I don't know if that went through. Do they want to charge their customers twice? Yeah. Do they really want to sit on hold? Yeah. $200 tab. Yeah. Really? Yeah, do, do they really want to sit on hold and like hope that the company they're working with has Saturday hours or do they want to send like a quick text message to someone like, hey, man, can you check and see if this went through? Um, which one of those is going to be easier? Yeah. Right? And like I could I could likely charge a premium for that service, but I don't because I think it's part of what you get when you are working with someone. So if you're not going to be paying more for something and you get that level of service, why would you not have a conversation? Yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah, man. So Chamber of Commerce of New Jersey, Harvest. Yep. Where do you spend any, do any philanthropic stuff, philanthropic time? Yeah, man. So I sit on, um, I sit on the board of trustees. Uh, f- so for my synagogue, so mm-hmm. in, uh, it's called Beth or it's in, um, in Maple Glen, like in upper Dublin. Um, so I sit on the board of trustees for there and, um, 
volunteer quite a bit of my time there. Um, I am an avid um, athlete coach. So uh, I love um, coaching. It's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Thank you. I, 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 think yeah. Um, I love coaching youth sports. Um, you know, there's nothing, there's very little, in my opinion, that is more fulfilling than watching like a, a child who's completely inept at doing something. Let's use basketball because I'm coaching basketball right now. A kid that's completely inept with basketball, he dribbles the ball, it hits his foot the first day, bounces away. He does it again, it hits his foot, bounces away. He just cannot get it, right? Watching him that first day of the season to like halfway through the season, the end of the season where he dribbles the ball down the court, not only does he not knock it off of his foot, but he gets closer to the net and he shoots it and the ball actually goes in. The look of joy on that kid's face on on watching him achieve something that he was incapable of achieving and knowing that you had an impact and helping him get along the way and guiding him is incredibly fulfilling. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely love it. So one of the reasons why I do what I do is because I have two boys and I want to coach them. And I, there's going to come a point in time where I'm not going to be able to coach them from a skill standpoint. So I will step back. But for now I love coaching their soccer teams, their baseball teams, their basketball teams. Like, I coached flight football. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. I watched football. I love it. I never played it, but <laughs> me either. Yeah, yeah I love but it too. I, but I absolutely just I love seeing that impact and watching progression and watching improvement and watching growth with children. I think that that's led and starting to show me that I love doing the same things with people around me with my network. So whatever we can do to lift each other up and to rise one another, like that that's that's the type of shit I live for, man. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of I'll relate it to the military. There's a lot of strategists that are not good generals, but there are a lot of generals that are not good strategists, but they can also move their people around the field very efficiently, which then inadvertently makes them kind of a shotgun strategist into the football reference. Yeah, um, it's true. And it's more of a watch and learn. Like, yeah, I've watched like my dad. Oh my God. Great coach. Good with the little ones, whatever you get them like high school or above. They're too hot. Their heads are just too hot. But this, I know nothing, so please help me. It's not like the Catholic Church, thank God. But it's the, it's the setup of, I can show you the perfect fundamentals, which build the basic blocks of what you're going to need to try to remember when you get to high school, college, professional, signing deals, etc. Because it all starts on what you learned. And if you learn it wrong you're screwed for life. I always related to the firearms industry because that's where we see a lot of issues. Yeah, man. But, and we got to get out shooting too every once in a while. You're yeah, a PA and guy. And it's so, and it's, it's funny, man, because, um, you know, I think about it and it's, and, you know, Kobe talked about it and Tim Far um, uh, not Tim Ferris, Tim Grover wrote about it in winning and relentless. Right. And it's all about like mastering those basics, right? Kobe would come out and he would shoot layups, right? Like the most basic thing in basketball, standing next to the hoop and shooting a layup. Mm -hmm. Even when he was deep in his career. The man, yeah. Correct. You master the basics. And like, that's what I try to do with the kids that I'm coaching is mastering the basics. Like kids are watching people on other courts practicing and they're running plays. And like my kids are like dribbling with each hand across the court individually individual yeah. dribbles layups and simple passing drills like every time the first 20 minutes of practice that's what they're doing and they're going to master those things and they, it might not be fun but like those are the things that they need to learn to master to, to, yeah. to build upon because so. then when you're actually under stress all you're going to go back to is pure 
basics and muscle memory. 100%. And if have you done this 60, what's the average, uh, 100 hours of something to be good and then 1,000 hours of something to be considered great, whatever mm-hmm. we define that is in society. But have you physically done thousands and thousands and thousands of passes to know and I have to pass it at this one spot at this one angle, I have no problem and I can just get it to the guy. Yep. Yeah, but stuff like that. Yeah, but and that could, like, but think about it, that. Like, translates to everything else that we do. Everything. Right? So, everything. true in business, you're making cold calls. Your first one's going to be hard and uncomfortable because that phone's super heavy. But you keep rolling, you keep moving, and you keep making them. Yeah, that's where I'm at. We're our business is a little different. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't just call everybody. I wish I I can call everybody, but we have we've unfortunately qualified ourselves enough to now I can't call just everybody, which is cool. But it also kind of segments your own market. Well, you know, you just have to find where those people are that you can call and mm-hmm. call them. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Love it. But who do you, um, who is your favorite client? Like the best, do you like doing complete teardowns or do you prefer people with like, oh my God, well, I wouldn't think you would prefer people that have 65 million problems and then you got to fix all of them, but <laughs> new shops or already existing shops or. It's based on the person, man. Yeah. It's. I mean, listen, the already existing shops typically have proven revenue, right? That's always great. That helps. Yeah. The new the new shops, you never know. But um, and I work with both of them happily all day. Um, I just I like the cl- I like the clients that um, I like the clients that I can then refer out, right? Yeah. So a business of mine, like a client of mine, who is just an awesome an awesome human, they provide a great service for whatever it is they do, and then be able to to refer them out and put them in front of other clients, in front of my friends, in front of my network. Those are my those are my favorite. Um, it makes just makes me feel good being able to do those things for them. So that's why I guess they're they're kind of my favorite. Yeah, Kevin said it best. I had him on a couple of weeks nice. ago. Um, everybody's a human first. And you keep yep. saying that and it keeps ticking in my head every time I hear it. Um, and then their profession afterwards. And if it's the other way around, stay the, stay very far away. Very far away. Because <laughs> they are so, their head's so far up their ass. Mm-mm-mm. And yeah, you can I almost, just, I don't know about you, I get all these feelings. Because I'm a Scorpio, I'm so yeah. ass backwards. Yep. Um, can't you just feel it a lot of the time? They, they like there's a different energy. energy. There's a different yeah. energy around the man. Like when you're around someone that's like that, um, it's almost like a, it's not, it's not like a, a dark energy. It's not like anything bad, right? Nah. It's just, it's just a, a different energy that's less inviting and more like, uh, it's kind of like it. Like I always think of it as a, somebody's like right here and it's like, just listen very carefully. Yeah. That's it. And it's not a run away or anything. It's just right. tap on your shoulder. Like you might want to watch yourself here. Yep. And then most of the time you get it out in conversation and you're like, whoo, yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> but not many people up. have that. I've well, come to learn. You know, it's, 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 it's repetition and muscle memory. Yeah. A lot of it is like, I, I shouldn't say a lot of it is when you're doing these, these zooms and you're doing these networking and you're having conversation, you're talking to people and you do it a thousand times in the course of two years because, well, you're kind of stuck, right. Or you're choosing to do so because it's incredibly efficient. You can quickly tell like who a person is on one of these calls. Yeah. Pretty, pretty quickly. 
um, by what they say, how they interact with you, how much they talk. For Anybody so public act. speaking. Totally. Mm-hmm. I love watch. I love watching the most successful politicians public speak. Yeah, man. And people are like, "Why do you look like you're brainwashed?" I'm like, "I'm not. I'm watching everything they say. Everything: face yep. movement, lip movement, dialect, pauses, repetition. It's all psychology and the master of words. That's how they got elected in the first place. Yeah. You know." So then you can tell if they're diff- not based off of what it, what they've done. No, no. <laughs> unless they're career guys, and then Correct. that's a whole another thing. That's a different conversation. Yeah. yeah, but I no in that world too. I really respect the people who came out of industry, yes, to fight for a cause that they are very passionate about, and then that's why they got into office. And yep. there's very few of them on a bigger level, but locally, there's quite a few people that have gotten that way, which is healthy. But um. Yeah, no, man. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah, dude, I appreciate having me on. And hopefully that concept that you just mentioned trickles upwards. Everywhere. I think that's great. Yeah, people that have experience like running things, building things, doing you know, like things. Like Joe Rogan like, for president. He'd be great. Yeah. Legalize like, everything. People will pass away. It's okay. <laughs> it happened. They're allowed but to I, do. You want to do MDMA? Cool, man. God bless. But, <laughs> but, 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 you know, having someone that has done that, you know, like I was listening to a bunch of like Andy Frisella and and things of that nature. And like someone who's been able to build and do, and um, why would we not want someone like that leading the free world? Like yeah. they've done an incredible job building and leading and creating. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And I think of different guys' perspectives on like just capitalism as a idea. Yeah. If we really think about it. We are such a free place that we've imposed I haven't said this yet. We've imposed, so I have to think it out. We've imposed our own ideology as a, I'll just use the United States as a big ass company, which basically what it is, where we've now done more import than export in the extent of less American products going out and more foreign products going in. Yep. So in the terms of the free world, that's the most optimized rate of capitalism because we're abusing our own products to our advantage but we're also taking a lot in. Now we have the flip of the, I think of like the World War II era when they called GE and said, fuck you, you're making planes. Ford, you're going to make aircraft parts. Chrysler's going to make ammunition. We don't care. Uh, just do it because we said so. We're getting, I think we're getting to that point. Um, again, not for the war stuff, just in general, like, hey, America needs to, we can't be waiting on China for Ford Raptors. Yeah. Um, but the we've we're such a free market that it has come around like this, and now the gun's pointing at us. And they are we going to flip the switches back on in the factories, or if they cut off all the trade stuff, we got nothing to nothing to live off of. So the capitalist idea has completely one eighty, and now we're the non beneficiary of the system that we physically made. In get the what sense of we invented it. Yeah, get what you're Isn't that saying. Isn't crazy? It, it, it is, and I think it's going to be in between, right? It can't be, it can't be like completely flip the switch and go back or the other. It's, it's going yeah. to be a, it's going to, it's going to be a, it's probably not going to be rectified or fixed in our lifetime just yeah. from how, how deep we are. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. It just needs, it just needs to, I just progress. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say, progress. And that's a, that's a great thing. Like I always joke about a thing on that term. 
Apple, just because I'm looking at my phone. Uh, Technically a foreign-made phone. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, me personally, I'd pay $400 more for my phone. You're already paying a fuck ton of money for it to begin with. Um, For an American-sourced, American-made product. Whatever that means. Because I know we pay people a lot more than the rest of the world and everybody gets a better life and all that. Allegedly. All that fun stuff. But the whole idea of, like, we can do it. We're just smart enough to know not to do it because it's going to cost more money and American wages and that kind of stuff. Um, I, Joe Rogan said that a couple of weeks ago and I, I said, damn, I, yeah, I would pay a little bit more for an, whatever that means. Like the American iPhone probably be a little bit slower. <laughs> <but> <laughs> they already got sued for that once. Well, you, you, it's funny because you multiply that against every purchase that we're making. Cause to your point, we are an import society, right? So yeah. against every purchase that we're making, at what point does it phase people out and they're no longer able to do so? Yeah. Because there's so many folks that are living underneath that, um, that are, are living too close to their means as opposed to yeah. not un- enough under their means. Yeah, 41% of the population makes just five grand over the poverty line, in plus or minus those margins. Yep. And a lot so, of that falls back onto, unfortunately, this is really ironic, government positions. Mm-hmm. And they're getting paid that kind of stuff. We'll have a lot. lot we'll, we'll have to do a round two at some point. Whether or not we record yeah. it doesn't matter, but we'll do a, we'll do a round two. It'll be fun, man. Yeah. No, I think um, what I was talking to Brian Levins about, we may do a couple of these in person. Nice. Get some cigars. Get, I, I don't remember if you're a smoker or not. I'll have a cigar once in a yeah. while. Not a big, not a huge That's what, yeah. But um, doing that, get like four or five guys together and then do like three or four hours of just hanging out. I, that all sounds awesome. And that, but, and the thing too, right? It would naturally happen anyway. Correct. Eventually. Correct. And that was the idea of us doing this is to just hang out. And that was an hour. You didn't even realize it. Jeez. Gone. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Gone. <laughs> so, and we'll probably get like 90% watch time too, which is good. I love it, man. That's, that's the content. So, so I'm wearing a bright enough shirt. They should at least watch 10 minutes. I figured you were wearing yellow. I was going to do black. So you know, we'll, <laughs> there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it that way. But Dave, appreciate you having me on. Man. It was a lot of fun, dude. Yes, sir. My pleasure.